I hate gift giving and receiving. Receiving gifts is so weird. What do you say? Thank you. This is Coffee Convos with Kale Lowry and Lindsay Chrisley. I really want you to be in your feels, Kale. That does not interest me whatsoever. I feel very attacked by you. A spirited discussion about motherhood, friendship, family, and life in the public eye. I'm just not with the fakery anymore. There's a fakery bakery around here. <laughs> Here's Kale and Lindsay. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I was just trying to send a text to Suburban Dad to let him know that I was in Coffee Combo's recording and you just terrified me and startled me. <laughs> Good morning. Buenos dias. Um, it's Monday morning for us. It's Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon for all of our Coffee Combo's kitty gang. Um, Honey... There, we've got listeners on here that listen when this bitch drops at 4 a.m. I know. I More power to them. I wish we could know those ones that listen like as soon as it drops because I don't know that I would get up at that time ever. Well, some of these people who are listening might be on their way to work. Like you don't know this what is true. their this shift is, true. is, you know? I wonder if um, hot neighbor boyfriend listens on his way to work because he's up at 4.30. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. I'm going to be like, do you listen to Coffee Combos? Um, We have so much to talk about today, and I just don't even know where to start. Wait, I have to tell you. So on the Southern Tea, um, (laughs) I was having this exact conversation with Caroline. I was like, does your boyfriend listen? And she was like, well, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, he has to listen, right? Like, people are definitely spying. Yeah. And she's like, you know how I know that he doesn't listen? Because we'd be in so many more fights and he would know so much more about my life if he actually did. (laughs) No, that's so true. Because my ex, when I thought he didn't listen, he would never – we never fought. But then when I realized that he was like secretly listening and then like fighting with me about stuff, I was like, uh, this is not going to (laughs) work. This is not going to work. I literally have to be able to podcast about you because you are my muse. Right. Like you are (laughs) on congems. So (laughs) wait, I have on on that topic though, I have to talk about that for a second because sometimes I feel like people get butthurt if you talk about them, not anyone specifically in my life currently, but like used to people would get butthurt about it. And I'm like, you do realize that I run two weekly podcasts about my life a week. And so if I was not talking about my actual life and the things that were going on, then it wouldn't be fun and it wouldn't be honest. So you either have to decide that if you say something that's funny or something that I want to tell, I'm probably going to tell it, but I won't expose your identity. Yes. It's so, it's like, there's like a fine line where we can talk about the things that happen in our everyday lives, knowing that some of these people would not necessarily want to be (laughs) like exposed. Um, And so I do try to like tread a little bit lightly. I mean, most of the people, they just don't care. Like if I bring them up. Like Um, bone, for example, shitting in your mudroom. So for that, I did ask her, like, can I tell that story? (laughs) Um, And so like, she's, she's like, whatever. But some people, I I don't even, I wouldn't even like dare to say their actual names because I don't want to like upset them in any way or whatever. And like, no one would know it was them, but there is like a fine line. Like we have to basically guess, like if we haven't had that conversation with someone, like we would have to just conceal their identity because we didn't have that conversation. Does that make sense? Yes. And like, we're not out here exposing listeners who like type into us, you know, unless... 
unless it's like appropriate to do so. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, you and I had a kind of similar weekend. We did. And I was surprised that we were like aligned. Um, so for our listeners, I texted, <laughs> I texted Lindsay and I was like, I'm going to meet hot neighbor boyfriend's parents. Um, any last words, like any final thoughts? Because I had said I didn't want to meet them and like, not that I didn't want to, but like just very nervous and I don't want him to have to explain himself or me to have to explain myself. And um, you said just like be yourself. And I just was like, unless I'm in a business meeting or shitting myself, like there, I don't know who Kale is. Like I have no fucking clue. Um, oh my God. I was but, like, just be the Kale that is the Kale around me and Kristen. I don't know if they're ready for that yet, you know? And you're like, well, <laughs> you guys are like my sisters. Yeah. So, so I can do any – like it, I would never – like it would just be fine. But it, I will say that it ended up going really well. Um, his mom and dad are so sweet. Like they are so Wait, nice. back up. This okay. is like a big deal because it is a big I deal. just want to say I feel like out of all of the situations that you have been in in your life um, with – the baby daddies and, you know, the ex-husband and all these situations. I feel like nothing has really been done what I would call like traditional. Mm -hmm. This situation to me seems the most traditional out of any situation that you have been in before. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the last time I was like formally and I, I'm using air quotes, um, introduced to anyone's family was when I was almost nine months pregnant with Lux. Um, Chris had his family come over to my house for a barbecue um, to meet them. And I was like literally weeks away from giving birth. Um, And he was like, uh, just not, he didn't, he wasn't part of the conversation. He went and played basketball with his friends. So I'm literally just sitting there with God his family. Bless. Yeah. So it was really, really difficult. And so when Elijah was asking me like why I was so nervous, I was like, I literally haven't been introduced to anyone's family in over five years. So, I mean, the last family that I had dinner with was probably Javi's parents. What was it about it that you were just like so scared? Or is it because you're so in love with him that you just like wanted to be accepted by them? So I, I, yeah, I want to be accepted, but I know how important Elijah's family is to him. Like he's such a family person um, and he's really close with his parents and just, I don't know, like I, I know how important that is for him. And so that's one thing. And then another thing is like, it's not equal, right? Like I don't have a family to introduce somebody to. And so I don't have someone in my corner that's going to have my back during my relationships or you know, it's it's not equal where it's like, okay, I'm going to meet your parents. You're going to meet my parents. Um, and we both have that kind of thing going on. And so that's really hard for me because I'm like, everyone I'm with is, has it so easy. They never have to meet my parents or like answer to my parents or um, they never have to worry about like me balancing time between them and my family or like them coming to my family events and their family events. And then lastly, like, just having to explain my situation on why I have three baby dads and four kids is like the thought of it is a little bit humiliating. Um, the logical side of my brain is like, okay, me and Joe were really young. We were 17 years old. I was married to Javi. Um, and then me and Chris had a toxic relationship for five years. So I think 
logically speaking, it's like, okay, over the course of the past 12 years, like, it's not that bad. But then the side I think, of- Go ahead. I think that part, because you struggle with this all the time. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact of the way that the show has followed your story for yeah. so long mm-hmm. and the way that certain things are depicted. Well, I think some of my cringiest and most ignorant, embarrassing moments are more so highlighted than my accomplishments and my my um, milestones, like positive milestones, you know? And so I think a lot of my positive traits and qualities and things that I've done have been minimized. And so they're not memorable. I mean, for people who listen to the podcast, they know. Um, but, you know, people who are not Kale fans and are just like indifferent or maybe they don't like me at all, they forget the things that I've I've actually gone through to make me who I am and also the things that I truly have accomplished. And so I don't want them to ever like his parents to watch the show and be like, what the fuck? You know, I want them to know who I am from knowing me personally. Well, that would be so hard. So I had no idea that you had met Chris's family when you were nine months pregnant. Yes. They came empty handed. Every single one of them came empty handed, except for his mom brought me a little bamboo plant. Um, to a barbecue and Chris went and played basketball and I got into (laughs) I was so embarrassed because his one aunt was like you knew about his other girlfriend whatever whatever and I was like actually I didn't I was like actually Chris and I had a miscarriage before we got pregnant with Lux and she was mad because I was trying to make it known but I was just trying to explain myself that no I didn't know that he was in another relationship I was I was told that it was done um, and she was like, not, we just like, didn't vibe right away. And Chris was never, he was never there to diffuse it. He was never there to have my back about, you know, his part in, you know, he lied. So it was really hard for me because I just want, I knew how close they were and I wanted to be accepted by them. And I wanted them to understand that I had nothing but good intentions for him. Um, and I don't think that ever really came across to be honest. So this situation was totally different totally different. It was one-on-one with his parents. Um, and we didn't really (laughs) actually, (laughs) one thing that, um, his mom said was so funny to me. Um, and I don't know if it was funny (laughs) to her or not, but we were talking about like our families and she said something about like, Oh, um, something about like growing up and, you know, at family functions. And I said, Oh, I never had, (laughs) I never had that. Like I never, we never had a barbecue in my life. The only thing that my family ever got together for was Christmas, Thanksgiving, and then one of my cousin's baby showers. And that's literally it. Like we never had a family barbecue. We never had a family outing. We never had a family vacation, like nothing. And she, the way that she looked at me when I said that we didn't, I never went to a family barbecue was like, I had five heads and I like now I'm laughing about it, but I don't know if she like, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) I was just like, Oh, this is okay. Um, do, do other, do you, did you grow up having barbecues and stuff? Oh God. Um, well, my grandparents always was like the house that hosted everything and it was an open door policy. So everybody could like come and go as they pleased. So right. you never knew who was going to be where at dinner when you showed up, like you never had any idea. So I definitely did grow up with more like people around. Um, 
but not really like what I would say, like family backyard barbecues necessarily. Okay. Um, it was just like at Nanny's table. But I love that. Nanny's table, that should be a podcast. <laughs> Nanny's, Nanny's table. table. We should. That that's a good one. I will run it by her. Um, if she's not still pissed off about the, the prank, prank call. call. Wait, so Hot Neighbor has no kids. No kids. His parents have other children. Yes, he's the youngest of four. Okay. And oh, so he's the baby. He's the baby. He's um, their family is huge. Like I thought Joe and Javi's families were big when his mom told me that she's one of nine and there's 50 cousins. I couldn't Yo. believe it. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. Wait. So you had to tell me where you went. Like, did you go to their house? Did you no, um, dress up? Okay. So, um, we went to Red Lobster, which I don't eat seafood. Mm, the but- cheese biscuits. So, so I have never been to a Red Lobster in my entire life. What? No, this was the first time. And I felt like Kim <gasps> Kardashian when she passed the board, when she passed the bar. And I was like, this is going to set up what I'm going to accomplish in the next five years. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to pass the bar. And I'm this Red Lobster is everything because I'm also going to pass the bar and find out in Red Lobster <laughs> parking lot. Um, I told Elijah, <laughs> if he ever passes a Red Lobster and doesn't bring home biscuits, we aren't together anymore. Stop. This was no. – they're so good. I've never had anything like it. No, wait. So you can actually buy in the grocery store the bag of like Red Lobster brand biscuits. Okay. So we're going to need to do that because yeah, they're so. so good. So he said that his dad's favorite restaurant is Red Lobster. And I was like, okay, like do they have other things besides lobster? Um, lobster? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Um, and the other thing is like I don't really eat in front of people, especially like on dates or whatever. And I don't think – I don't think Elijah and I have ever been out to eat together except for one time. Well, and then, you know, you've got like the IBS issue and like Well, so all I took a Modi. <laughs> so I'm on the way to Red Lobster. He's driving and I'm digging through my purse and I'm like, where is the emodium? Because I don't know what's going to happen if I eat Red Lobster. Like, I don't know what is going to, I've never <sighs> had their food. So I'm like, let me take this um, emodium or whatever. And immediately the bartender, so we sit at the bar because there's no wait. And um, the bartender immediately knows who I am. She says she's a huge fan. She lives down the street from me, la-di-da. His mom looks at me and goes, I had no idea who you were. And I was like, no, that's a good thing. I prefer it that way. That's so precious. I love that she didn't know. She's so nice. And she's a twin. So I thought that was like really cool. Um, And yeah, no, they were so nice. They were great. This episode of Coffee Combos is brought to you by Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. So we have a lot in common. You guys know that. One of those things, as you know, is that we're both moms. We're both boy moms. And motherhood is such a special thing. We also know how overwhelming it can be to be a first-time mom or even just any time you bring a baby home. And so something that is key when you're a new mom is support and a good brand of diapers. And that's why we love Huggies and their new line of special delivery diapers is their softest diaper yet. They're made with 20% plant-based materials by weight and hypoallergenic. So they're extra soft on baby's gentle skin and you can avoid all the blowouts with these diapers. Oh my gosh. I was talking about a couple of episodes ago that Jackson always used to pee out of the top of his diapers. And so I transitioned over to Huggies and absolutely love them. Huggies wipes are also my favorite, just 
in case anybody needs to know about that. Taking care of newborns is super important, but Huggies makes it easier with these diapers. They have a hundred percent breathable cover, fast absorbing liner, stretchy back waistband, which I absolutely love and the wetness indicator. So you know exactly what's going on with your baby. Make baby skin health a no brainer with Huggies special delivery diapers. You'll thank us later. Huggies, we got you, baby. Learn more on Huggies.com. So if you're looking for more control over your child's education, check out today's sponsor, K12.com. K12 helps you take charge with tuition-free online school that fits your life. Personalize your child's education to let them learn in their own ways, at their own pace, and using tools and tech for their generation. Learning is flexible, interactive, and dare I say it, fun. At k12.com slash podcast, you can explore curriculum and see success stories from some of their over 2 million families who have taken charge of their child's education. You too can help your child reach their full potential. Classes are taught by passionate state certified teachers and your child has the chance to develop social skills through field trips, clubs, and activities. K-12 has been helping families take control of their child's education for over 20 years and you can too. Take charge today at k12.com slash podcasts. Kale, do you want to know where all the spring savings are this year? I already know, Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. Because when you find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices, you'll definitely be finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite tops from your favorite brands. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. You know Ross has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Get all you need for outdoor entertaining like Melamine Dishware. I absolutely love shopping their outdoor stuff. It's perfect. And there's something for the guys too with deals on brand name shirts. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Why don't you tell the the kitty gang what you did this weekend? Okay, well... My weekend um, was like an impromptu. I watched a lot of TV this weekend, which is something that I just like do not regularly do, but it was like a nice laid back weekend. I typically wash Jackson's sheets like when he goes to Will's and they're clean whenever he comes back. So like took care of that, took care of like some chores, went to the gym, watched um, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. We're going to cover that in just a little bit, but watch that, watched Machine Gun Kelly documentary. I'm going to talk about that on the Southern Tea this week. And then also all of you Virgin River fans that are posting in the Coffee Combos fan Facebook page. I just have to tell you, I saw the new trailer for it and um, for season four, I'm so excited. That show is so damn good. And this is notice to Suburban Dad, if you are listening, if you don't (laughs) stop with the commentary when we are watching my favorite show um, that I intentionally don't watch unless I am with him, you're banned from like watching Virgin River. No, literally. Why why do men do that? Because I, I told the kids last night, I said, every night this week, we're watching a Disney Channel original movie and- because I need them to understand like what raised me. And I put on double teamed yesterday because I thought maybe Lincoln would like that. And the whole time Elijah, Lincoln and Isaac are just commenting on this shit. And I'm like, can y'all just shut the fuck up? 
I mean, I didn't say that, but in my head, I'm like, can y'all be quiet? Mentally stop talking. Like, we do not need the commentary of the best show ever right now because I am invested and I need to hear every word. I need to see every scene and you are really killing the vibes. Um, So watch a little bit of Virgin River. And then I got invited on a family walk um, Mm -hmm. with Suburban Dad and his kids. And then we went to dinner, had um, a combo of Chick-fil-A and Mexican food. And then- Wait, with um, the kids or without the kids? With the kids. Okay. And then we also went to see Minions this weekend and did some fireworks and- That um, is so cute. So um, yeah, how did it go? It went really well. Um, I was- actually really, really nervous. And I cried on the way over there because it was just like one of those moments that I was like, this could be a moment that is like a part of the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like crying and trying to fix. I stopped at the neighborhood before I got there and like fixed my makeup. So I didn't look like I had been crying. Um, took them little surprises and text um, my mom on the way there and said that I remember the first time I ever met her and um, when my dad brought her around and she taught me how to make paper hearts. And that was, I guess, an impactful moment of my life because I still remember it to this day. And um, she said, don't worry, like, they're going to love you. Just, you know, be yourself. And whatever. And it was a really good experience. Um, his kids are really great and he and his ex-wife have done a really, really good job raising them. So I feel very blessed. I I literally said that to Elijah's mom. I said, I just want to tell you that you, you did a fantastic job with your son. Like you guys did such a good job. She was like, it was him too, like pointing to her husband. I was like, Oh no, like, like I'm saying this about both of you. Like you guys did a fantastic job, like such a good job. You know, I think that's probably like the best compliment ever is for someone to tell you that you did like a really good job raising your kids. Oh my gosh. If someone said that to me, I think I would, I would cry. People say that all the time. Hands down. I would cry. Like people say that to me now, but I want to know where they're at. I want to see how my kids turn out as adults. You're Um, like, let's see if they're saying this same thing when I'm raising like 20 year olds. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now that we have been sappy and don't want to cry, um, I saw this one article on Hollywood Unlocked, mm-hmm. and I just need to tell you about it. Okay. So it says, woman ends up- No, I know where this is. I already know which one you're talking about. In wheelchair after holding in farts around her boyfriend. I cannot tell you how many times people tagged me in this. And um, you know what? I'm at a point with Elijah that if he, so last night when we were watching Double Teamed, I had like my feet across his lap and I had, I sneezed and I almost farted at the same time. And I, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I almost feel like that would be like a better icebreaker than just like ripping one. You know what I mean? So I almost feel like I wish that one would like accidentally sneak out and just like break the ice for me. But I refuse to end up in a wheelchair for holding in gas. So, but I'm not okay. super gassy. Like I'm just not super gassy, but 
I keep, I still go upstairs to go to the bathroom, like to go poop. And he was like, if you don't get down here and go in our bathroom. And I'm like, I just can't do it. Like, if you hear me fart, I will die. Okay. Well, I have to tell you that kids are so funny. Like the way that they out you on things. Oh yeah. And one thing that I learned about suburban dad this weekend, um, from one of his kids was that he lifts his butt in his truck and farts on them. Oh my God. (laughs) And you were like, oh, that's not the that's not the tea that I was expecting to hear, but okay. It's really not. Um that's so also, funny. you know, that I should be his girlfriend. Um, but the the farting was was the best one, you know, to be honest, because the experience that I have had is just that he farts into my brand new couch. So got it. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's what kind of person that we're dealing with. This says <laughs> a Brazilian influencer who reportedly was scared to fart in front of her boyfriend ended up in a wheelchair for holding them in too long. Um, she was at a music festival in Portugal with her boyfriend when she started experiencing this abdominal pain. Um, she revealed to her 23.4 million followers that the abdominal pain was caused by holding in gas and, um, then tagged the singer that had a similar incident in March where what? she actually what? ended up in a hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, this also says if you guys have any tips or suggestions or, you know, like want to talk to them about this story, you can text the word tip to three one zero three eight eight six four six three. Um, no, some of the comments on here, I will post this on coffee combos story so that you guys can see it, but somebody said death before dishonor. Uh, <laughs> I swear I go look at things for the comments. Like people are so funny. Death Same. I'm done. Like I am done. That is so funny. But like 23, 24 million followers. And then, so you're not willing to fart in front of your boyfriend, but you're willing to tell your followers it was due it's the to, same shit that we do on coffee combos. Yeah, scale. I mean, I would never. Right, you're right. You're like you're right. literally talking about shitting yourself, and then like n- acting like with hot neighbor that you've never even tooted. <laughs> make it make sense, right? I cannot. I just yeah. I mean, I expose myself regularly on this podcast, but I can't. I don't know. That's okay. So listen. To this TikTok, okay? Mm-hmm. This is on a completely unrelated note. Guys know when they've been added to a roster. Do guys know when guys have, have been, been added to a girl's roster? Ooh. Don't trip. We got you. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because girls are sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. I feel like guys always assume they're the player, not right. the one getting played. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, girls be, girls be just as good a player as guys be, so... And then dudes be hella offended when they find out uh-huh. it wasn't the only one. They be mm-hmm. like, what the- <laughs> That would be crazy. I thought it was the only one, but... Luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Hopefully you're the best one. <laughs> Hopefully you're the best one. I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, girl, women just are better cheaters. They are. You feel like that? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think it's sad to admit, but yeah, I think girls are just... They cover their tracks better. Why do you think this? Because I've done it. Specifically. When... 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 Um, you're about to out yourself. I yeah, a hundred percent. After Go five, 
<laughs> Go ahead. After five years of truly toxic relationship, I took everything that he ta- that he essentially taught me, and I did it towards the end. Oh, like wow. I'm going to have people on my roster so that when you're done, when you're having your little disappearing act for three or four days, don't wonder where the fuck I am because I'm a, I'm on number two on my roster. Now you're Stop. benched. You're fucking I, benched. I I, I cannot. When he, now when he found out, now I'm a hoe. I cannot. Okay, so I have to give my opinion about this. Um, I think that everybody has probably had a roster at some point in their life. And if you say that you haven't, you're probably a liar. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. I will say, I don't think that you can truly um, know the full potential of a relationship unless that is the only person. A hundred percent. And further, having a roster is fucking exhausting. Kale knows because she had a whole I did. baseball team. No, probably not a baseball team, but football um, <laughs> team, basketball team. No, I had a team. couple from like basketball, football, whatever. Um, at the end, yeah. it was like year six. It was like you're disappearing for days on end, but it's exhausting. And at like that, at that point, I just wanted to be by myself. Like I was just like, I don't even want to have this fucking roster, and so I just stopped responding to fucking everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, as time goes on, I'm more willing to talk about it and be upfront about it because that's my truth. And, um, if I'm a hoe for doing the same shit that he, that he did to me, then I guess I'm a hoe. There is no better feeling than being able to send a text to people that you communicated with when you were a single person and be like, Hey, just want to let you know. I am in a committed relationship and I don't feel like we should be communicating. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want me to list out the reasons why I feel like we shouldn't be communicating, I will do that. If that is not necessary, please basically take this as your notice. Um, No better feeling. And then hitting that block button. It's, (laughs) I, um, it's real glorious, sweetheart. Like I would never at this point in my life, like I would never, if I didn't, if I wasn't feeling it with, hot neighbor I would just just let him know and I would move on I would not entertain other people while I'm with him because it's so exhausting it takes up too much time um and it's just not it's not fun anymore I I think people that have a roster for years and years and years I'm like I could never I think that specifically in my situation that there's a responsibility there when you're dating somebody that has children yeah and you have a child that Mm -hmm the intent has to be very different than, you know, that. So just not a thing, not a thing for me before we start talking about there's something wrong with aunt Diane though. I just did just want to say, I know a lot of people had sent messages about the Gabby Petito 2020 um, special. And Mm -hmm. once that does become available for us to be able to watch somewhere online, we will be covering it. So just take notice on that. Okay, you guys. So our entire lives are on our phones and we use them to plan summer vacations, which is actually what I did yesterday. So I can't wait to tell you about that. Listen to podcasts and connect with the world. So why are they so fragile? The feeling of dropping your phone is actually the worst. And I dropped mine this morning. I went to go put it in my pocket so I could go pee and I dropped it just smack on the floor, the tile floor. So thank God I had the bodyguard's case on and the screen protector because I was nervous. It sounded so loud. Um, And bodyguards is proving that cases 
don't have to be big and bulky to be protective. And that's truly what I love about it. It's still super sleek and they come in really nice colors. So you can still stay trendy and have like a super sleek phone and not worry about your phone breaking if you drop it. I just absolutely love bodyguards. And also something that's really cool is when a screen protector breaks, it's saving your phone. Bodyguards knows this. So they offer free replacements for life for your device and you only pay shipping, which I think is so cool. When you buy from bodyguards, a portion of your purchase supports their charity foundation called Relief Haven, which gives back to the local community as well as abroad to help children in Africa escape child labor and gain an education and self-reliance. Bodyguards helps you protect your phone, protect the planet and protect the future of children here and abroad. So you guys can go to bodyguards.com slash coffee to protect your phone today. That's bodyguards with a Z at the end.com slash coffee to start protecting your valuable phone today. Was meditating more regularly one of your intentions for this year? Because I will tell you it was one of mine. How's it going? Because whether you're crushing your goals or you need a little boost, Calm can help. With Calm, you can jumpstart or continue your meditation practice and find peace of mind today. I think I started talking about this last year when my therapist told me about this Calm app, and I immediately started using it not just for me, but for my kids as well. I absolutely love it. So I think it's really cool that there are apps out there like this that you can have this right at your fingertips. Kale told me about Calm Sleep Stories, and I think that that is so great for you to be able to just enjoy, ease your mind, and drift off to dreamland uh, while listening to this. And that's why we decided to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way that you feel, reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults. And there's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com slash convos, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over a hundred million people around the world use calm to take care of their minds. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. For listeners of the show, calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a calm premium subscription at calm.com slash combos. Go to calm.com slash combos for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash combos. Um, took a lot of notes on there's something wrong with Aunt Diane. And I did not think that it was going to be that interesting, to be honest, Gail. Like, I really Everything didn't. that I say to you, you're like, ugh, I don't want, like, I, you just don't think. Like it gives me the ick. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then you watch it and you're like, oh, and I feel the same way. Like sometimes I'm like, should I even really bother with this? Like girl in the picture. I don't know if you got to watch that at all, but I We're also. We're covering it next week. Okay. Next week. Well, I had the same feeling about that. Everyone kept saying girl in the picture, girl in the picture, girl in the picture. And I was just like, ugh, like I don't even want to watch it. And then I was shocked and mortified and appalled. So I actually watched um, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane on Saturday, Uh and I watched the entire episode on YouTube, um, but it is available on HBO Max for those of you who have it and those of you who don't, you can find the entire episode on YouTube. Um, Before we get started, um, I am going to issue a trigger warning. Part of this segment will contain graphic discussions from an accident scene that may be disturbing to some listeners. Okay. So first I just want to say that I never, ever want to talk negatively about the dead. The dead. 
Yeah, that was like one of my biggest things. So Lindsay and I were talking, we were texting briefly. And when we know that we're going to discuss something on the podcast, we try not to have a conversation in text about it in case we have completely different thoughts. Um, But I said the same thing in text to Lindsay. I was like, it's, this is like a trigger warning for that too, because you know, you know, you don't want people to talk negatively about the dead. Um, and especially if it's one of your loved ones. And so um, in no way is this meant to, you know, sabotage Diane's reputation or anything like that. Just our, our thoughts based on what we saw in the documentary. Um, and so if any of your relatives or family members are listening that, you know, we're sorry, this is not meant to upset anyone. So this story starts um, July 26, 2009, when Diane drove the wrong way on the Taconic. Is that how you say it? Taconic Parkway? I think so, yeah. For almost two miles, crashing and killing eight people. um, Including herself, herself. her daughter, three nieces, um, and and then all three people in the oncoming vehicle. There was one survivor um, and it was her five-year-old son, Brian. Um, And at the time of this documentary, it was, the footage was when he was like six years old. So I didn't know time-wise, like this happened in 2009. So maybe some of the footage was from like when he was six. Yeah, I, I do think, I think it's older footage. Yeah. So he sustained serious head injury um, in the crash. And as a result, um, he's suffering from oculomotor nerve palsy affecting movement in his right eye. Um, Her husband said in an interview, um, must have been from like a news clip or something like that on this documentary, that she was a perfect wife, outstanding mother, reliable and trustworthy. And I just want to touch on that a little bit because as much as she could have been all of these things in his mind um, and all these things to other people, sometimes I think that people struggle um, internally and are able to live, I don't really want to say necessarily a double life, um, but able to hide things that they do that he might not have been knowledgeable of. I'm not quite sure if that is the case here because as we talk deeper, I think that maybe there's just some denial there. I definitely feel the same way. Um, and I will call a spade a spade. I do think she lived a double life. Okay. Um, So August 4th, 2009, uh, the state police held a press conference and released the autopsy reports, um, toxicology report, blood alcohol content of 0.19%, which is approximately 10 drinks and a high level of THC. Um, I don't think that science ever lies. So for me, the results were what what they were. And I can understand as grieving family, Mm -hmm. why you would want to doubt this and not want to believe this. But um, I just don't see how it could have been anything else. Well, right. And so I, I definitely think that when you're in pain and when you're grieving, sometimes you're looking for answers that um, maybe go against the truth a little bit because it is hard. It's hard to fathom and truly wrap your head around, you know, this person that I was with for X amount of years and have children with, et cetera. 
could have potentially lived a double life and and caused something so tragic, you know? And so that's really, really difficult. And I, and I understand that. Um, that being said, I think, I think maybe in years to come, maybe they will, they will be able to sit with it and, and truly understand that as unfortunate as it was, like accidents do happen. And it is possible that maybe she did live a double life. So her husband was talking about how, where they were camping that it should have been a 30 minute drive back and it ended up taking her four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, he talked about how she did not drink and that she did not have substance abuse issues that, you know, something medically had to have happened. And as much as something medically could have happened, what medically could have happened happened in my opinion, from the result of the drinking and the combination of the marijuana. I don't, that just doesn't show. I think the THC, the THC thing, um, because the husband did say that she smoked occasionally. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure it does. It can stay in your system. So it very well may have been that she didn't smoke, you know, in the, in the several, in the several days leading up to it. No, because in that documentary, it, a doctor went on there and said, um, from like the, autopsy uh-huh. that the levels that were in her system showed that she could have smoked anywhere oh, that's from, right. from 15 minutes to, to an, an hour. hour before she had the accident. So I just don't believe that. I think that. Okay. I didn't, I completely forgot about that part. You're right. I wonder if it's like, um, like if I was to smoke today and knock on wood, I hope I don't pass away this week, but um, if I were to smoke today and then later on this week pass away with the THC be in my system, but at such low levels at that point? I don't know, but evidently the way that they do these tests through the toxicology, they're able to gauge, you know, when she would have done this. Okay. So, you know, I believe, I believe the science on this. Right. Um, Supposedly she was to stop at the stores. She was going to go to McDonald's to get the kids something to eat and then to the gas station to get gas. So her and her husband left at the same time um, within a few minutes of each other. And the stopping at McDonald's was pre-planned. Like that was already in the plan. And on the cameras, it said that she did not seem to be intoxicated. And the person who took her order also said that she seemed sober. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then same for the gas station. When she stopped and got gas, she's caught on camera. She looks completely sober and she seemed to be looking for like Tylenol or Advil or something. Well, she actually asked the clerk there for pain medication um, and said that there was no signs of intoxication at that time either. However, unless she was acting, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. No signs of intoxication. If someone isn't acting erratic, um, is able to speak without, you know, like slurring speech, whatever. Um, I don't know that I would pick up if somebody was intoxicated or not. If I was working at McDonald's or the gas station. Let's let me just say my mom was a functioning alcoholic, is a functioning alcoholic. My mom has gone to work fucked up. I called the police. The police physically went to her job and said there was no signs of intoxication. Yeah. like. But as her as her daughter, 
I knew that she should not have gotten behind the wheel and gone to work and f- furthermore cut people's hair while she was intoxicated. But the police went to her job and t- called me back and said there is no signs of intoxication. So, I mean, people can live double lives and people can be functioning drug addicts or and or alcoholics. Even the um, woman who owned the Hunter Lake campground said that she certainly seemed sober and I mean, who knows, but I don't feel like somebody um, has this high level of a blood alcohol content gets behind a vehicle with children. I feel like this is a pattern of things that she probably was used to doing. I don't think this was a one-time occurrence that this happened. I I think it was just like extreme. I agree Um, because she also... At some point, I don't remember which one they said was on the phone with saying something's wrong with Aunt Diane and she leaves her phone under a bridge when she's pulling over and she's all, she also pulled over several times looking like she was going to be sick. So there was the phone call from the car and she sounded completely out of sorts at that point. The kids were crying in the background. The oldest niece was on the phone um, saying that something was wrong with Aunt Diane. And that's when they were pulled over at that point and the phone was left on the side of the bridge. I mean, you have to be pretty intoxicated to leave your phone. I did want to say that um, I think that there was some pain. Obviously there's like dental records. If you guys Mm -hmm. watch this documentary, there were some dental records that she had an abscess tooth Um, at the end of documentary. To me, it just showed how much in denial that the husband and Jay were um, trying to put all of this back on the tooth abscess and mm-hmm. saying that it could have caused a stroke. But the doctor that is, you know, in this last scene says there was no stroke. Um, right. and that that was just like an insane theory that that could have happened. Um, I do think that she was dealing with something going on in her life could have stemmed from childhood trauma, um, she was born in 1973, grew up in Floral Park, New York. She was the fourth child and the only girl. And at nine years old, her mother left the family. And I think that there could have been some like abandonment issues that she was dealing with there. Um, but also they said that the mother actually had a relationship with her three older brothers and Diane was the only one that was not receptive to having a relationship with her mom. And that her mom did try and Diane declined. But I think as much as someone else tries, that doesn't take away the trauma. True. This is true. I mean, that's that's like if my mom were to be like, hey, Kaylin, like, let's have a relationship now. I would be like, you traumatized me my whole life. Like, sure, we can have a relationship, but the trauma is not going to go away. So that's a good point. So witnesses say that they saw her get off at a truck stop. And she looked as if she was going to be sick to her stomach. Like she was hunched over, like she was, you know, throwing up when they came back out, she was gone. Um, they said in hindsight, they wish they would have done something about it then. And had they known that there was kids in the car, they would have. Um, and I say all of that to say not to, to shame these people in any way, but like, if you see something that does not look right, I think always err on the side of caution Caution. and do what would probably be like the extreme thing to do. And if it's nothing, then it's nothing. But if it's something, then you could have saved someone's life. I just, I don't think I've ever 
it's hard because I I don't know if I've ever been in that situation. It's kind of like when people they say like if someone's being raped or whatever, like no one really wants to help. But if you scream fire, then all of a sudden people will call. Like I think people just expect other people to do something about it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to go check. Someone else will do it, um, which is kind of scary to think about. There also um, was a bottle of absolute vodka found that was in the van. Um, And again, the husband says that they would keep that in their camper and that he packed the bags, put them in the van. Um, I don't think that's true. I think that he knew at that point that, you know, she had been drinking. Which, why would you allow her to get in the car then with the kids? I don't think that he knew how much she had been drinking, but I think that he knew like once he knew that the vodka was in the car that he probably knew that there was a likely chance that she had been drinking. Right. 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 Um, there was a doctor that was enlisted to review the police reports and the footage to come up with like a forensic psychiatric autopsy. Um, and you know, he said, there's many things that, you know, could be questioned. And is it possible that because gel caps weren't available for her to be able to treat this tooth abscess, could she have taken a drink to relax the pain and then, you know, taken too much? Is it a possibility? Yes, possible, like very possible. But to the extent of 10 drinks. I think that that, that is extreme. Um, this family did hire, um, this man called named Tom Ruskins and they wanted him to conduct like his own investigation. And that investigation included Diane's friends, family canvassing the campground route for leads, um, obtaining video footage from the gas station. And according to they they also claimed that like he didn't do an investigation and you know he took their money but he claimed that all monies were spent on um activities and lab tests and of course family had a completely different story everyone says that the autopsy results um from like the medical perspective are consistent everyone said that that's why i think this is a, a lot of it is the the pain and the grieving um, and them not wanting to believe the truth because now you have two autopsy results that say the same thing or the two testings that say the same thing. Um, they had arranged to have DNA tests done to match Diane's DNA to the toxicology reports. Those also came back consistent with the, the DNA match that, you know, toxicology reports. I so think the only way for this to have been a mistake was if they tested it and then gave the wrong person's results back. Um, agreed. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but over, I guess it was in January, this past January, we took the football team to Atlanta and um, they called me and told me I had COVID. And, but then I got literally less than 24 hours later, they called me back and said that there was a mistake with my results um, and I actually don't have COVID. So yes, mistakes can happen, but um, I believe what my email said, I'd have to go back and check, was that mine were... I think they were um, mixed up with people who were positive. See, that's so scary. You know, however, I think that that is a completely because there was so many people that had to take COVID tests, like in that right. situation. That right. There's more margin for error. Like sure. this literally was DNA 
from her body. Mm -hmm. They ran the toxicology on that. Yeah. Then rematched the DNA to confirm that the toxicology matched the DNA. So I just don't see, again, don't want to talk about the dead, but I definitely think that she was experiencing um, possibly some type of mental health things going on. Um, it did say in this documentary that early loss or trauma predisposes predisposes to mood disorders and addictive disorders. Mm -hmm. And statistically she was at risk for that. So, um, not saying that was the case, but I think that's the case. I don't know if you found this as, um, and I know that anger is, can be a part of grieving. I know that. Um, and I'm really not one to speak on this because I talked about potentially getting an abortion with Creed and stuff like that. But his six-year-old son, he says, you know, he's angry because he never wanted kids. And so now he has to revolve his life around raising his son by himself. And he's mad because he didn't want kids. And um, he also doesn't really give his son a chance to like really grieve and like grasp everything and kind of dismisses his son's feelings. And Jay talked about that. She said that you know, the dad, I forget what the dad's name is. Um, yeah, I forget what his name is. Um, he like kind of dismisses when, you know, his son's crying about his mom and his sister. And, um, Jay was saying that the dad doesn't really see him because he worked nights. And as soon as he gets home from school, he's off to work. And so I, I, that really upset me because you would think that this would actually bring them together versus like, I don't know, I don't know. I think sometimes that people can bond over trauma, but then sometimes maybe him, I just hate to say this, but maybe it's like a constant reminder for him. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. Like Um, he only has part of his family versus all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's sad, but ultimately the child is a child, right? And so I I viewed the husband um, as as a selfish person um, in that regard because it it's more about his feelings than his child. So didn't love that. Um, we know I love my King Corsos and I absolutely love keeping them healthy and I like keeping their coat fresh and no dander. And they are food motivated. And so it's super great that Jinx has sponsored us because I have, they love Jinx. If you're a dog lover, you just know what your dog loves. And every recipe is crafted with easy to digest proteins like organic chicken and 20 plus superfoods like pumpkin, carrots, cranberries, plus probiotics to added for, um, added for gut health support. I love that because we also did, um, the genetic testing for my dogs and I just want to keep them in tip top shape. I'm going to take a photo of my pantry selection of all of the Jinx products that Georgia has. She absolutely loves Jinx. And something that I love is I have been able to find a brand that she likes everything from. So that's why I love Jinx. Jinx offers 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if it's not your dog's favorite food, you will be able to get your money back. Every Jinx purchase provides a meal for a shelter dog through their give back program, which I absolutely love. I know Kayla loves that too. And you can find Jinx clean ingredient kibble, slow smoked jerky treats, which I don't know, Georgia acts like 
that's like beef jerky and she loves it. Freeze dried meal toppers and limited ingredient dental treats online or select Walmart locations. Try Jinx today and get 15% off your first two orders online at thinkjinx.com slash coffee combos. Your dog deserves a healthier food that they actually want to eat and you can feel good about. Visit thinkjinx.com slash coffee combos, T-H-I-N-K-J-I-N-X.com slash coffee combos. Is the piece of plastic in your wallet doing enough for you? Because with a secured time credit builder visa credit card, you can start building credit with everyday purchases and on-time payments. You see with credit builder members can increase their credit history with no annual fees or interest. And having a good credit score can mean getting better car loan rates or renting apartments easier or just bragging rights around the dinner table. So if you guys are interested, you can continue your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash convos. That's chime.com slash convos. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank in a student to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secure Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. We had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about that came up in the Coffee Combos podcast fans Facebook page. And I just want to tell everyone, if you're not in this Facebook page, um, I've kind of become pretty obsessed and I'll go in there and read everybody's bullshit all the time. Um, Someone said that her name was Brooke. Um, So Brooke, if you're listening, she said, listening to today's episode and I had two things on my mind. Question for Lindsay, did you and Will build the house together or did you know, before you started building that you were going to get divorced because you've been building a house for a while before you said you were getting a divorce. So did you already know in your mind? And this question has come up on the Southern tea. It's come up in my DM. So I just wanted to address this here. Um, I think that when you are nearing the end of your relationship with someone and, and for as long as Will and I were together, um, that you go through moments of like, okay, well, can we make this work? And, you know, do we really want to give up yet? And I think that through the process of me moving, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I had wanted to be in the neighborhood that I'm in now for several years since it, you know, started developing. And it was something that he didn't want. He wanted to be on land and, you know, I wanted to do a neighborhood like this, kind of slow down with life a little bit. It was kind of more of like a turnkey environment where it had lawn service and, you know, we could really enjoy time. And that was just not something that he was wanting to do. So can I just say that I don't think any neighborhoods in my area offer lawn service? Really? No, I don't think that's a thing here. I'd have to look it up, but I do not think so. So yeah, lawn maintenance is a part of my HOA. And so I thought this would be like a really nice thing to do. Um, Kale and I had one of my girlfriends, Brittany uh, Price Booker on this podcast a couple of years ago. And she had talked about kind of um, just taking time away from everything and just focusing on the family. So like not putting the kids into sports. And I, um, felt very led to do that. 
And so that was kind of my reasoning of why I wanted to move into this neighborhood. And so we had originally been under contract on another lot in this neighborhood. And the timeline was a little bit longer than this one. And once I realized I took one last trip, last ditch effort with Will to Charlotte, to my girlfriend, Katie, um, Moomoo's and Macaroons, she used to host with me on the Southern Tea. We went to her daughter's first birthday party and we were just going to make a couple's trip out of it. And that was like the last ditch effort. And Will got shit-faced and um, it wasn't really that great of a time. And then we ended up coming home a day early and immediately I knew when we got back that I was filing for divorce. So at that point, um, the contract on the house that I'm in now had fallen through financing and it was going to be ready in July. And I was in the process of like, and I don't know if you ever experienced this, Kale, but like, not knowing what to do. I didn't mm-hmm. know if I needed to get like an apartment or if I needed to like find a townhouse or like my mind was going everywhere. So I was, you know, trying to put deposit on apartment just in case, you know, like something fell through and then this house came available. So then I put the um, deposit here and then went under contract on this lot. And so there was like a lot of things that we kind of went through before I I landed here and, you know, to a lot of people, um, I'm sure in his family, they probably think, wow, that all happened so fast. But like there was wheels in motion, regardless of the situation, like Will took the house off the market, I think once or twice, um, of our marital home and then kept putting it back on the market, ended up selling. So there was a lot of things that just happened over a period of time. And I think everything happened exactly the way that it was supposed to. And I also think to other people, it might look like it happened quickly, but definitely not. Kill, you're like, I know that it did I not. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that it did not happen quickly. It did not. Um, someone else said her name is Katie. So Katie, if you're listening, um, so listening to Lindsay talk about her being with Will for so long and their ages that they got together and how that was important years of her life. Let me wrap y'all's brains a little. I am 32. My husband is 35. We've been together since we were 14 and 17 and have lived together since 16 and 19, married 11 and on 18 years. In many ways, I don't think we're happily married. I think we all just know um, to stick together, but one foot on one foot, we love each other and um, don't want to walk away from each other. So it just must be something. And I think that there's like something to definitely be said about feeling like you grow up with someone, you know, I think it changes the whole dynamic. Yes. 100%. And I actually have a friend who I'm not going to say her name. Um, she has been with her husband since she was 15 years old and they have a few children together and she, her and I actually just had this conversation last weekend. And she said that, you know, now like her and her husband are best friends, um, but more so like roommates and she feels like she kind of, you know, in the next couple of years, she kind of feels like maybe she wants to get out of her marriage and explore what she never got to explore. And I think that there's something so relatable about that because I, I think that you do become best friends when you kind of grow up with someone. And, you know, Will and I learned to pretty much do everything as adults together. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that we didn't 
once I left my parents' house and, you know, he was out from his parents, we had each other. Right. And so there was a lot of growing up that happened that I think that we became reliant on each other in certain ways. Like I would rely on him for certain things and he would rely on me, but then it became so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either person was emotionally fulfilled Mm -hmm. um, because it's almost as weird as this sounds. It's almost like a sibling. I knew you were going to say that. I yes, one hundred fucking percent, one hundred percent. And and my friend that I was just saying about she, she said that her and her husband don't fight. She's like we don't fight, and he's a great husband. She's like you know as far as like helping with the kids and like doing what he needs to do. But like, as far as like romantically and emotionally, just not there. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I said, I completely understood because I, that's kind of how I felt when I had a baby with Joe. And then even when I was married, cause I thought after I had Isaac, I was like, oh my God, what if I actually, the word, the first words that came out of my mouth when I found out I was pregnant was to my friend, Marissa, um, with Isaac. And I said, what if I don't want to be with Joe forever? Mm-hmm. And then I tried to fix it by getting married, you know, and I went through the ebbs and flows of that. Like, you know, at one point I thought he was the love of my life. And then at one point I was like, this is toxic. And then, um, but I wanted to fix what I had done. And even then I was like, we're 19 years old yeah, getting married and doing all of these things. And we hardly even know each other. And we have all these responsibilities. And, you know, now, even now we just started texting again, like to communicate about Lincoln instead of email. And it's like, it's still so, it's still, it's literally like a sibling. Like, it's like, we have these fights and then we're fine. And then we have these fights and then we're fine. And I don't know, like, I get it. There's something so relatable about it. And I just, I don't know. I understand it. I do. I think that, you know, until, cause I get this question a lot too. Do you think that you could have made it work? And I think that that's a loaded question, right? Because could you make it work? Um, with the dynamic that we had, I do think that it would have been able to be worked out. However, was it healthy to do that? And ultimately, was it best for everybody that was involved? Not just myself, not just Will, not just our son, but like families as well. Um, I think that but for also, my parents- how long? And like at what yeah. cost? Like, are you, are you talking, could we make it work within a year or two years? Or are you saying, could we make it work within five, six, seven years? And at that point, it's not worth it. Well, and, you know, I think I know that you don't have um, this experience, but for my parents, I think that they've always wanted to see their girls be in a relationship where the man, um, my mom always told me growing up, be in a relationship with someone that loves you just a little bit more than you love them. 100%. And, you know, I don't think that I had that. And so now I don't know that I, if he loves me a little more than I love him or I love him a little more than he loves me, maybe it depends on the day. Um, But I feel like my current situation, it is so very different because we've both already grown up. We've both um, done things on our own, been through trials and tribulations separately. And now I think that that just changes the whole dynamic of any relationship that that I would be in. And I'm sure it'll be the exact same whenever Will's dating that um, he will find that that relationship is 
probably healthier and he can enter it very differently because he's in a very different season of his life. Right. And I I think that's the other part of it too, is like when people ask, could we have made it work? It's like, yeah, maybe Javi and I now, like, and I've said Mm -hmm. that before, it's like, yeah, maybe now that we've grown up, we've grown up and we've been apart for seven years. Um, And I'm not saying I want to, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying that. I'm just saying like, it is such a loaded question and there's just so many um, factors involved. Um, I will say, because I covered this on Instagram stories, I try to do Q and A's on Sundays if, you know, I get a chance to, um, but it was talking about cheating. And do you think that a relationship can recover from cheating? And my answer to that is I think it's very hard to, to do that. And if that's ever existed in a relationship, I think the person can recover from the cheating behaviors, but I don't know that the relationship necessarily can ever be recovered to the place that it was um, before the cheating happened. So like, I don't think that it can be restored to that first initial part of the relationship where it was not going on. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very hard when you have gone through things with someone and Uh, situations when you're younger, you handle situations very differently, whether it be cheating or just like the way that you communicate or whatever. I think that we all have to be very mindful that you're doing damage um, when you're having disagreements or whatever, if you're not mindful about how you're handling those communications. And so I think it also just varies by the people and the relationship too. Some people can recover better from that stuff than others. Um, Nothing's really like black or white. um, I feel like when it comes to cheating, especially. Agreed. Um, This last listener um, question, or uh, it's not really a question, but it's, it's more of like a story. Um, Just wanted to say that the following listener message contains discussion of suicide. If someone you know is struggling or in crisis, help is available. You can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. This was on Coffee Combo's podcast, Fans. I just wanted to say that I love all the posting about mental health since Kale has been so open about it. I want to scream from the rooftops about how important it is to take care of your mental health. My husband died 17 days ago from suicide. I had to watch him die and I was, it was absolutely brutal. I am not okay. I never knew my husband was struggling to this extent. My husband wouldn't get help because he is an airline pilot. If you're a pilot, you cannot be on antidepressants. My plan is to make a damn difference with my husband's story to try to get change to happen with the FAA. My husband never meant to put this pain on me. I feel I feel like the wind is physically knocked out of me every 10 minutes and my heart and stomach drop like I'm on a roller coaster. It's brutal and I don't know how to breathe and I can't function. I say all of this to say you matter. Your family is never better off without you. I promise you that it brings me joy to advocate for mental health in this dark time. And I just love how it's become such a safe place for so many of you. And then she posted a picture of her family. Um, That is very wild. I had no idea that as an airline pilot that you are not able to be on antidepressants. You can't join the military if you're on antidepressants either. Wow. Cause I wanted to join reserves and um, I can't now because I'm, I started the, once you're in, don't quote me on this. I think once you're already in, unlike the airline pilot, you can get on antidepressants, but you cannot join already being on them. Wow. And I'm sure there are plenty of other professions. Um, that are the same way, but it's really sad because 
I feel like, and don't quote me on this either, but I think suicide is higher um, for men right now. Um, And men are shamed for having feelings and men are shamed for talking about their feelings or crying and things like that. And so they feel this like, essentially like a complex, right? Like they can't talk about society has done that. Yeah. 100%. And, um, I, I posted a men's mental health group in the coffee combos group on Facebook because a friend of mine started it. Uh, his name's Gabe. He started it. Um, my ex from high school who committed suicide recently was one of his best friends. It was like a brother to him. So he started the men's mental health group on Facebook and I'm in it. Um, and if anyone else wants to join it and, and add anything or encouraging words or things like that, I think it's really important for us to help as women. I mean, we all have family members and brothers and and friends that are, that are men who we don't know what they're going through. We have no idea. So, um, my kids even said something to me yesterday. They said, um, I won't say which one, but I said, my grandma's depressed, but I don't think she's depressed because she smiles all the time. She's happy all the time. And I said, um, you know, you don't know what's under the smiles. You don't know what's under all of that. I said, it's very, very possible that, you know, she's still depressed, but you wouldn't know. And it's the same for so many people. So I think it would be, you know, important for anyone listening to please join the men's mental health group. You never know if something that you say could help somebody else. Um, But it's, it's so sad. I think awareness is everything too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Having these groups, having the support systems, um, the resources, you can change a lot of things. But I think when you're not willing to talk about it, um, that that is very, very scary. And I think that you're so right about, you know, someone having a smile on their face, but not knowing what they're suffering underneath. Like you don't know what it's like when they're home by themselves. No, not at all. Not at all. And I know that you've experienced some of that over this past year too. And yeah, it's been <laughs> seven months of hell. It's crazy. I I would have never. And I said this before. I don't know if I said it on this podcast or barely famous, but I said um, the amount of empathy that depression has taught me. I think I already had empathy before, but mm-hmm. now more than ever, I I tr- I'm I really don't want to. And same for like the something's wrong with Auntie Anne. We don't know what her trauma was. We don't know why, why, you know, why she would lean on drinking maybe, whether it was for pain, you know, physical pain or trauma or whatever the case may be. Like we don't know. And so having, you know, the open dialogue and the resources and the awareness, like people won't be afraid to maybe talk about it. For sure. I saw this one TikTok um, about trauma and I just wanted to play it really quick before we get into foul play. When other people who have not been through the trauma you have been through, any of us, because we've all gone through traumas, they want to tell you when to stop hurting. And that's not anybody's place to tell you when to stop hurting. That was Khloe Kardashian's yep, voice for I knew any of you who <laughs> didn't know. Um, I'll be sure to post the link to that TikTok as well. But I think that that's so true. Um, it's not your place to tell anyone when to stop hurting, if they should be hurting Mm -hmm. or how they should be hurting and how they deal with something. Yep. I agree with you 100%.
All right. So you guys know that we talk about mental health a ton on here and Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. I just knew this year when I started my thirties that I needed to try medication. And so I definitely recommend this for you guys. I'm just at a point in my life where I want to make myself a priority so I can be the happy, healthy version that my kids need me to be. And I also just want that for myself. One of the services that they provide is prescription medication online through a licensed provider and the medication ships straight to your door. So you can skip the pharmacy lines, which is really nice. Um, And they also have the Cerebral mobile app. So it's like having your personal care team with you wherever you are. And trust me, you just never know when you might need them. So you can message your care team and access self-care resources whenever you need to. Um, You can connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or that or the mobile app and you can schedule your sessions based on what's most convenient for you affordable treatments that are one-third of the price of traditional therapy treatment options are available with or without insurance and cerebral is in network for several insurers and they're working to grow their partnerships within network um, your monthly cost is even lower 50 percent of cerebrals clinicians self-identify as people of color it's important to cerebral to have the diversity so everyone can get the treatment that they deserve and for listeners of coffee convos you can receive 65 percent off your first month of medication management and care counseling at cerebral.com slash combos. Go to cerebral.com slash combos for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Have you ever had one of those moments where you realize it's time to find a new place? At apartments.com, they call it an out-of-apartment experience. It could be life-altering, like finding out your little family is growing, or something more life-annoying, like dealing with a broken change machine at the laundromat. If you find yourself in an out-of-apartment experience, start your search for a new place on apartments.com. They've helped millions of renters find their perfect place to live, and their powerful search tools help you find a list that can check all of the boxes. So take a moment and check out apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, Kale. Okay. We'll be ready to do foul, foul play. <laughs> the amount of people that wrote in about your tampon, it's like, I feel like we Oh, Javi just... texted me about it. Oh. <laughs> Javi texted me about it. He said, hold on, I'm going to read my read the text. Um, Stop. Javi, if you're listening, which I know you are, First of all, hello, Jose. Um, <laughs> second thing that I need to say to you, Javi, is the D book hookup. Um, where are we at with that? Because Kale and I basically owe our kids uh, meet and greets with Devin Booker. Um, he the found a different is- one. He did not find one for Devin Booker yet, but he did find a different one. But I was like, I don't know if they care about them. What is it? Um, I'll tell you in one second. Can I read this text really quick? Yeah. Okay, so Lincoln had a game on Friday. I just want to explain the context of like where this came from. Um, Lincoln had a game on Friday and he forgot – he was with his dad and he forgot his football backpack in my car. So I said I would drop it off. Um, And so I texted him. I said, I'm on the way. He said, all right, I'm shitting so Link can come grab it, can come outside and grab it. And I sent a throw-up face, like the one with the green vomit. (laughs) And he said, shut your two-week tampon ass up. I yeah, I heard coffee combos. You should put roses in there for the rest of eternity. <laughs> for, 
I also just want to thank Javi for always, whether you support us or, or you hate us, us sometimes, mm-hmm. thank you for always supporting and clicking that play button. We um, really appreciate it. Ja Morant and oh, Clay yeah. Thomas. Those yep. are the two. Okay. So um, that was Javi's text about the tampon. So shout out to Javi for listening. I think he listens to see if I talk shit about him. I don't know that for sure. That's just my theory. <laughs> he got to hear. He got to hear about the tampon. Yeah. Okay, so first foul play. Okay. Hey, Lindsay. Uh, hey, Kale and Lindsay. Love your podcast. You guys literally get me literally LOLing every episode. So never did I think I'd be a contributor to the foul play segment, but here we are. Please don't mention my name, not even my first name. This happened today. I'm already, laughing. I'm already <laughs> laughing. I'm already laughing. So I have my own house cleaning business and I was nearing completion of my first job of the day and my tummy is rumbling in a bad way. Kill, I suffer from IBS, so you know what I'm feeling here. Oh, aha, this is the worst. My client is upstairs in her bedroom, so I tell myself to hold it and I'll stop somewhere after I leave. No, that was your first mistake. Oh, my God. Um, All of a sudden, I know I can't wait, so I'm running to the powder room on the main floor, but as I'm closing the door, it starts coming out. I quickly sit down to finish, but meanwhile, there was enough in my leggings to have made a wretched wretched mess already, which was then spread on the outside of the toilet and my legs... Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, I am panicking like I've never panicked in my life before, washing my leggings in the sink, washing myself in the sink, spraying more cleaner in the air to try to douse the smell, putting semi-clean wet leggings back on, and then, of course, cleaning the entire bathroom while praying my client stays shut away in her room. I got it all taken care of and bolted after stealing two garbage bags to wrap myself in before I got in the car. I suppose I was supposed to have a second client, but I text them canceling. (laughs) Texted them to cancel stating that i am unwell pardon me while i cry for the remainder of the week under my bed i hope you enjoy see kale we all shit ourselves now and then love you ladies oh my god i just want to say that this is why like when you know an emergency shit is like coming on no i'm texting natalie and i'm gonna say is this you (laughs) because she also wait is it no um she sent she has her own house cleaning business as well, but I just think it's funny. You're like, were There's you going no to your second it. client, but you shit in <laughs> my power room? There's, there's no name on it. So I'm just And did say, you clean you? your shit leggings in my sink? Oh my god. Actually, um, that happened to me after I ate at Cheddar's and I had to stop at <laughs> did I tell the story where I had to stop no. at Bones? Oh my god. Hold on a second. Hang on. Wait, are we calling Bone? Come here. Put this in your right ear and talk. Mm-hmm. Tell them what happened at, Ch- at Cheddar's. Oh! So talk right here. Okay, so this was like, what, three years ago maybe? Yeah. So three years ago, we went to Cheddar's as a family. <laughs> 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 and, um... Your mom shit herself. Yes. <laughs> um, so basically, uh... She had to drive to Bone's house, and she had to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take all my clothes off. And but it, it was, was like sweat. running her, down her leg and stuff. <gasps> it was disgusting. Did y'all smell it? <laughs> yes. What? It was terrible. <laughs> so you guys smelled, was this in the car? Yeah. Yes. And, then and you guys we smelled her turd? Yes. They had to wear all their clothes. Yep. Kale, you... Shat and your kids smelled your turd in the She's, suburban. 
<laughs> she said we you wait what'd you say shat shat yeah chat. yeah no but tell her it was right when i came out of the parking lot of cheddars yeah like dur- as soon as i pulled out i you was, couldn't like stop anywhere but you were there was it no that, i couldn't stop what was it that made her have this like emergency shit <laughs> um uh something that she <laughs> ate i think <laughs> Their giggles are so cute. I love it. Put your mom back on the phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what did she say? She, she put said, your, put your mom back on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Yo. that, oh my God, her bathroom. No, listen to me. Bones, so I, they're like, they were like family. They still are. And so, um, I had to go in her mom's bathroom. I opened the windows in there. I showered. I got in the shower with my clothes on and took them off in the shower because that's how bad it was. That it was that much shit. Yeah, and she they said that their mom's bathroom smelled for days. Kale, like oh, trust me. Remember back at the beginning of this episode, and you were like, "I don't know why this girl told all of her followers this," but like, <laughs> right? Like, I just want to remind you. Okay. Okay. Next foul play. Um, please keep me anonymous. Okay. Well, obs. I moved back home from college because I was waiting to get married to my husband. So I was heading from Connecticut to Fort Drum, New York to go see my now husband. I had to leave by 4 30 AM. I was pregnant with my first with horrible morning sickness. And my mom had these meds that really helped me with my morning sickness. I knew she would be sleeping. And of course I wanted to let her know that I was leaving because she was worried about me driving while pregnant. So I stood outside her bedroom door knocking and saying, mom, she wouldn't answer. So I went to go find the meds and couldn't find them. Went back to her room and knocked, yelling her name again. No answer. So I walked in her room and she's being (gasps) fucked by her husband and she screams and he laughs. Needless to say, I'm scarred for the rest of my life. I love your podcast. Okay. Well, first of all. Oh my God. First of all, um, that's literally the most terrifying thing like i never would have wanted to walk in on my parents um that would have been scarring no matter if i was my age currently or if i was a teenager um but also it's like when you have children i wonder if our parents feared getting walked in on because i feel like now that i have a child it's a fear oh it's a fear it's a fear, especially when you're in like a, well, let me not say especially because I haven't ever made it past five years, but um, like Elijah and I are like, we're so new still. So we're, I'm always like trying to do things probably at not really great times. And so it's like that, like can't get you, can't keep your hands off each other kind of thing. It's and fire then, alarm sex. Ooh, I like that. Fire alarm sex. Okay. Um, yeah. And so it's just never a good time, but that is so. You just never know when it's going to happen. No, um, I'm also like I'm thinking back to I, I think I told the story of me walking in on my mom. Yeah, and yeah. like that's mortifying. Yeah, yeah. And you you still remember it to this day, and yeah, it's like something times. that you can't both erase people. from your mind. Yes, yes, we yeah. love that for you. <laughs> She's probably Wait. scarred, but she was an adult. Like I can't imagine as an adult. I was a child. So, like, as a child, you're like, oh, that's so gross. Like, Ugh. and, like, now I'm thinking back and I'm like, okay, they were – it was my mom having sex. Like, whoopty fucking do. But, like, as an adult walking in on your parents, I would be – I would drop dead. Does no one lock the doors? Like, hmm. 
I do. Yeah, but like, are you? What are you? Are you calling your kids lock pickers? Like, are they gonna pick the lock when they know the door is locked? Well, actually, I don't think I lock the doors because it's like we already know that you don't. We know <laughs> that you just lied about that. Like, literally, we know that you just lied. Well, it wasn't. I just like realized that they always open the door, and so my like, children where all are you know. having sex at? Um, the laundry room, my bedroom, the bathroom. Oh, okay. You just um, never know, you know. The mudroom? No, I've never had. Oh, I had sex in the garage though. At your new house? Yeah, but no oh. kids were home, so it was what fine. What were you guys doing? Um, lighting fireworks. And again, you had fire alarm sex. <laughs> literally, you literally you you couldn't help yourself. You had to have sex so fast that like there was no choice but to do it in the garage. Correct. Like, make, make it make sense to me. I'm like, there no like. I'm not doing that for fear that, like, something's going to get on my kitty. Oh, well, we were – I was just bent over, so it was, like, fine. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm I, I love you want... so much. <laughs> um, I don't want just family to listen to this. I love you so much. <laughs> um, if you guys have not followed us on at Coffee Combos Podcast on Instagram, follow us over there. Also, you can find us on any podcast app. Not going to go through the whole spiel. Just subscribe. Leave us a nice review. Leave us five stars on whatever app that you're following us from. Um, And I love you guys. And we'll chat soon. See ya.